The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Aging Conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Chadville, it's Friday. Look at that. We made it through to the end of the week, or as I like to call it, um, Dart Day. Dart Day at the Bend. There you go. It's a girls' night out. I know. My wife is going out with you tonight. Girls' night out. How exciting is that? And then I've got a girls' night sleepover tomorrow night. It's oh. a girls' weekend. Tell me more about that. Uh, just a couple of uh, old friends I haven't seen in a while. We're getting together. To, oh. uh, someone's got a cottage out at Pigeon Lake. So well, we look at us. There. Little social butterflies. Uh, flies, because I've got a uh, a dinner party on Saturday night. Awesome. I don't recall the last time I was invited to a dinner party. Uh, probably, probably your my house. place. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I think that's the only dinner party I've ever been invited to. People, people are cautious in me. And you're going? Me. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. You have to have conversations with people? I do. Do you I, know these people? Some. Okay. There's, well, I, I'm a little nervous about okay, it, frankly. Yeah. I know two of the couples. No, that's not I don't know two of the other couples. Mm. That's how you make new friends, I'm that's told. That's right, yeah. And then you, we'll have, well, you have to talk to them. Uh, uh, how we'll, about that hockey yeah. game last night? You know, uh, it broke out near the end of the third yeah. period, that hockey game. It was uh, boring. Well, you know, coach had gone to bed. I sat up and was reading, and I had it on in the background. And so we're now into, I was going to say chapter three, um, the third period. And I was like, well, this was getting kind of good. Yeah. Well, I think it was after. That's the funny thing about the Oilers, and specifically Connor McDavid. If you want to bring somebody up to speed, you go, well, it was pretty much a nothing game. Until right near the end when Connor McDavid banked it off the goalie's head into the net. <laughs> and, and, you know, most Oilers fans are like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah, that's Connor. Just another day at the office, yeah. And, and then, then of a couple course, of breakaways that he had that didn't score in that penalty shot. Well, he got a penalty well. shot, which in overtime is almost unheard of. Mm. They they tend to try and just let the players play, uh, but he got the penalty shot. Well, he was hooked pretty bad. It he was like hook, several hook, times. Hook. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was hard not to call it, but he beat the goalie but hit the post. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, karma has a way, or, or like I said yesterday, sometimes the world balances right. itself back out again. So, of course, it was his um, shot that, uh, or his goal that uh, won in the shootout. So, what's perfect. The, what's that guy's name? Cluster? Clusterbuck. Clusterbuck. Yeah, Clutterbuck. Wow. Clutterbuck. Not Cluster, Clutterbuck. Uh, that's close to getting in trouble right there. <laughs> yeah, no and kidding. it was Jujar uh, Kara that got into the fight with him? He sure did. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I, I think you're using the term fight well, loosely. I, but you know what? He stood up for one of his teammates, and I yeah. appreciate that a it, lot. It, the reason I say using the term loosely is because it wasn't much of a fight. No. It was... Uh, it was Jujar Kara going, give me here. <laughs> <laughs> and just correcting the world again. It was fun to watch. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was fun. And again, you just kind of all walk away. And I think it was, um, who was it? Jack Michaels tweeted today. He said, you know, with all of the hockey games that he has watched over his careers, and he has seen great hockey players, mm-hmm. and he has seen extra- extraordinary hockey players, and then 
there's Connor McDavid. Oh, for sure. Uh, that's absolutely true. He's just a level above everybody else and getting better every game. Yeah. He just has this way of taking over a game sometimes, and that's what he did last mm-hmm. night. It was just like, all right, fine, I'll get it. <laughs> you guys <laughs> you know? going to help me? Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'll do it. I'll do it on, uh, you know, I'll do it in regulation. I'll do it in overtime. I'll do it in uh, the so, shootout. So. Not that it matters, but just to clarify for mm. me, because it doesn't matter in the standings anymore because I think we're still uh, at the bottom. Yeah. Um, we only well, get one to. point for overtime win? No, you get two for an overtime win. Both teams get a point for, they call it the loser point. If you tie in regulation, you both get a point. Uh, okay. And then if you win in overtime, you get the additional point. Oh, I see. Okay, so, so we come away with two, the other team comes away with one. Right, so three points are awarded for that particular okay. game because it was one in overtime right. or in a shootout in this case. All right. Thank so, you for that. Yeah, no problem at mm-hmm. all. You know, the other uh, thing about Fridays, of course, is that we'll uh, dive into the uh, big blue folder of odd stories that we didn't get to during the week. And I have about 10 of them. So I don't I've, know how many of those. I've, yeah, I've, you know, there's a lot here. But you know what? I kind of <laughs> yeah. wanted, let's start with this yes. today because it's probably some of the best video. I know um, <laughs> if you've been listening all day, you might have heard uh, Ryan talk about it this morning a little bit. But we want to touch on it as well because it was... Um, you know, it became a, a huge focal point of the Prime Minister's trip to India, and it was the inclusion of Jaspal Atwal uh, as a part of the, the delegation, or he was there anyway, and there's mm-hmm. pictures taken with uh, Trudeau's wife, there's pictures uh, taken with uh, Emergy Sohi. Sohi, yeah, our infrastructure minister. But again, yeah. the history with this guy, he was a man, he, he's a convicted of attempted murder um, uh, in an attack on an Indian politician years ago mm-hmm. and so everyone was questioning <laughs> how did he get an invite how did he get an invite and especially when um the trudeau government was trying to make nice with the indian government right so and let's not uh, forget that part of the reason for going to india was to discuss the security between yes, the two countries exactly. so of a, a huge embarrassment that while part of the agenda was security that you've got this guy being invited mm. to a uh, an official event. So how did he get the travel visa? Visa. How did he secure secure invitations to uh, the, all the formal events? Lots of questions. So um, yesterday, <laughs> Jaspal Atwal decided to hold a news conference. Sort of. A, a press release yeah. came out the day before, and it said at his lawyer's office there was going to be. Uh, a press conference. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it said. Yeah. So all the reporters show up, as we do. Oh, it was packed. You know, expecting to hear from him and be able to ask questions mm-hmm. because that's what you do at a press conference. That's right. The press asks questions. questions. Yeah. Um, but here's what happened. He spoke. He read a prepared statement. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. And his lawyer, Rishi Gill, said... There will be no questions, and apparently told the reporters at the outset of this, and said something along the lines of "there would be dire consequences." Yeah. Or you got you know, this? Yeah. So he said it according to him like two or three times. Well, and then <laughs> global news reporter Jordan Armstrong, yeah, asked some questions, <laughs> yeah. and things got kind of awkward. Would Mr. Atwal vote for Mr. Trudeau in the future? He's not going to say who's going to vote for him. He can he's say that. Right there, can you tell us? No, he's not. 
What was that? I'm asking if you can tell us if you built for I, I mentioned to a lot of people at the beginning some rules that we were trying to go, and a lot of people said they would respect that. You might not have heard that. Well, did, you, did, you, did, you, did you? Did you? Did you? He's not going to answer any questions. Did you hear that when, when we started this? I heard it. You, uh, sorry, and I, as I recall that I said if anybody had a problem with that, they should probably leave. You're still here. Why won't he answer any questions? Why would you hold a press conference if he's not going to take any questions? Um, I think what Mr. Atwal said, first of all, and what was your name, sir? Jordan Armstrong from Global News. Uh, Mr. Armstrong, just out of curiosity, um, you did hear me, didn't you? I heard you. I didn't respond to you. I'm asking you now. You Why didn't... would you hold a news conference? Sorry. Sorry. I just want to. I just want to make sure I'm clear here. Sorry. I, I forgot. Mr. What was your last name again? Armstrong. Armstrong. Mr. Armstrong. I just want to make sure we're clear here. Um, what I said on I think about three different occasions to everyone who's here right now. Mr. Armstrong from Global News. Yeah, I'm telling you, I heard you. I'm just asking but, but, you a question. Let me, now. Why let would you hear um, He's not going to take any questions. Mr. Armstrong, what I said, and I want you to listen to me, and you can ask your question after, and you'll probably get a very similar response, but I want you to not interrupt me if you could be so kind and, and just listen to me. Uh, Mr. Armstrong uh, from Global News, what occurred is that on three separate occasions at least, I explained to the press, uh, certainly on the first two, that Mr. Atwal is not the most um, sophisticated uh, speaker in any sense. He's been devastated by this incident. You're probably extremely comfortable by the camera. You seem like a very confident uh, fellow, but he's not probably the same as you. He felt that he wanted to get his story across, uh, that I could take the questions as his counsel as he has every right to do. I made it very clear, and, and don't interrupt me until I finish this. I made it very clear to people who, I think it was you that just said, well, I heard you, but I didn't respond, that if anybody has an issue with that, and that was the clear wording, they should advise um, me now. I didn't hear a peep from you, and that's completely unethical, quite frankly, and you should really consider your position further. Now, do you have any other questions? Do you have any other questions? I'm sorry, what's your question? Do you have, I don't have any questions. Do you have a question for me further? I've I, said that your position is very, very um, offside, but do you have further questions you want to ask? Go ahead. I don't have anything more to say to you. Do you have anything else? Good. Um, you said that he was removed. Oh, my. I assume lawyers, uh, or this particular lawyer, is paid by the word? <laughs> what? That was an email. That If you're not going to allow questions from the media, email the statement. Well, and that's the thing. Um, I, I showed up to news conferences for 18 years of my career. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. If on the media release that came out it said, uh, Mr. Atwal will be making a statement, mm -hmm probably no one would have showed up because you can just send it to me. Right. A, a media conference, a press conference, a news conference, um, is there's going to be questions and answers of there. Of course, that's the point of it. A statement is a statement, and we get those routinely throughout so the day, send, every just day. Just email it. Right. Uh, and, and typically politicians, uh, he's not a politician, he's a convicted terrorist, but uh, typically politicians will hold a media availability if they're intending to field questions, offer clarification, mm -hmm. or further the topic. But we get many from... Edmonton, from the province of Alberta, from the government of Canada, that are simple statements, which is fine. Or if, they will say, right, there will be no question, you right. know, beforehand. Or they will invite in, in media the, inquiries. Media 
conference. Right. In the, sorry, in the press release, yeah, there will be yeah. no questions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, occasionally we get some that, uh, and we've followed up on them where we thought they'd be of interest to our listeners, where they say media inquiries can be directed to, and you do that if you'd like to get them on the show or ask further questions. This was just stupid, and I have to tell you that at one point, if you when you were listening to that, he says, I'm not sure if it's in the clip that we play, but I think it is, that uh, Mr. Atwal is not as well-versed. Yeah, sophisticated, Sophisticated. And a speaker. Uh, a speaker, so therefore he wanted to protect him from saying something stupid. And I've been wanting to bring this up for at least two weeks now, but we've not really tackled this topic, and I didn't want to bring it up all by itself. But I don't know if you ever heard, among the many other statements that uh, Mr. Atwal made at one point, but I was listening to it on 630 Chet driving to work one day and almost drove off the road. Um, he said, in defense of his actions previously, and I can see why the lawyer would go, okay, we need you to stop talking because you say things like this. He said, we all make mistakes. And I, I just about drove off the road. Texting somebody you didn't mean to is a mistake. Uh, forgetting someone's birthday is a mistake. But attempting to murder somebody mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. not, does not fall in the category of we all make mistakes. And to say he's not a terrorist, well, he's been convicted of that. Mm. He's a convicted terrorist. So let's not, let's not argue over terminology here either. That was the... And, you know, how condescending... Oh, that... Oh how condescending. God. I don't know uh, how Jordan Armstrong kept it together. I know what he was thinking. I'm going to keep this tape going yeah, and let us rolling. see what's going. Cause yeah. it, and it does end up overshadowing the entire news conference mm -hmm. because we're talking about that exchange uh, more than him saying, I'm sorry, and, you know, whatever. Right, because you know what, Jay? There is actually a valuable piece of information that needs to be learned here, and that is the question, how did a convicted terrorist get invited to mm -hmm. an official state event? That's the question, right? Because there's a breach in security somewhere, and that's what... Somewhere along the line. Right, absolutely. that's what we need to find out. And without trying to cast blame on a single person or shift blame to somebody else or just avoid blame, we do actually need to find that out because we want to make sure in this case nothing happened, it, you know, he didn't end up at the event, no one was hurt, but we should find out how that happened, right? So that's the question that needs to be answered. Mm -hmm. But to have this fellow just sit there and say, I'll read a statement, I'll answer no questions whatsoever, and then have his lawyer you know, basically deny that he's a terrorist or have him deny it, it's just like, well, that was a big waste of everyone's time, right? You know, and should I add this to the conversation? We are living in a country, in a world in which the number of media available to cover events is shrinking because of just, uh, mm -hmm. you know, for a it's lot of different cutbacks. reasons. Just There's a lot of cutbacks. We're losing a lot of reporters. We're losing the ability to send somebody to everything. And we rely upon one another to share information. So to hold a whole press conference and fill a room full of uh, Vancouver media personalities and, and reporters and then say, we've got nothing to say, basically. Mm -hmm. Oh, that, I, I tweeted, that reminded me of at least a dozen conversations I had with my vice principal in grade 10, 11, and 12. <laughs> Him just sitting back. You have to see the video, too. He just sits back and, like, tucks his thumbs into his belt buckle like he's the most important thing on the planet. And then asks the guy three times what his name is. Yeah. He was, he was being... Um well, there's a lot. Yeah, of, there's yeah. a lot of words he was, there. He Sorry. was that. He yeah. was being that. But again, and again, here's the thing: you need to remember this. It is our job as journalists to ask questions. It is our job to go out there and trying to find answers. And when you get invited to a news conference, that is a part of your job to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and I will just reiterate again: if on that media release that was sent out said Mr. Atwell will be making a right. statement. Everyone would have, no one would have showed up. Right, send me a copy of the statement. And then we're, we're good now, to go. Now, let me ask you this, as a, a news person, 
Um, many people tweeted and responded to the video and have texted us mm. this afternoon to say they should have just left. And I know that my instinct when I was watching it was, well, I'd have, I'd have stood up, grabbed the microphone that was placed uh, on the table and walked out. But it's not... I mean, what do you think? I don't know that it's really the place of media to decide... <sighs> Well, at that I, point, I think you you want to see what's going to happen and see if there's a, a possibility that he mm-hmm. might answer questions. Yeah. Because oftentimes people will say, not going to answer questions, and they end up responding to something. Right. So you need to take that chance and, and ask that question to see if they're going to if respond. If you can get an answer, yeah. 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 I mean, but I have to tell you, just as a, not a media person, because I'm not, but just as a person... I feel the same way as a number of our listeners do, where I, I personally, and I probably, maybe I would have gotten, oh, you I, know, yelled at for it. I would have just gotten up and said, okay, I'm going to go film a squirrel caught uh, in a tree or I something. I personally probably would have had some choice of words. <laughs> yeah. And swept out the door. <laughs> here and thinking about that that exchange again and it just has my blood boiling it sure does so condescending so mm-hmm. arrogant so rude and again tip of the hat to jordan armstrong for <laughs> handling it the way that he did yeah i know one of our listeners said the real question is how did he not get deported after being convicted but he's a canadian right so where you can't where are you deporting him mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. that's the problem well that's not the problem that's just mm-hmm. the fact can't deport a Canadian to another country just because he got convicted of something, just as you don't... I, I don't, you know, whatever. I don't want to get into that part of it because it's just like ripping a Band-Aid off of her nails across the chalkboard. Nobody wants to hear it. Can I just, uh, before we move on to some of the fun uh, stuff, yeah. that's, oh, you know, that's in the big blue folder. Yeah, yeah. yeah tip of the hat to uh, Gene Dub mm-hmm. and uh, this, this move that he made dev- uh, donating a $3 million building um, that's going to benefit homeless new moms. I mean, he owned this this property um, at 98th Street and 108th Avenue. It's an 18-unit apartment. And he kind of heard what was going on. And the fact that there were, what is it, um, as many as 100 women who are pregnant and homeless at any given time. Mm-hmm. Talked to his son, who would actually be the beneficiary. He would have inherited it. Inherited building, it yeah. and said, no, okay, let's do this. Yeah, they had been negotiating in the first place. I don't want to say negotiating. They had offered... Um, uh, capital Region Housing, um, the building at a really reduced price in order to make it work for them, and they simply weren't able to get the deal done. They didn't have enough money, and it's just one of those things where, oh, you don't have enough money. Okay, well, would free work? And good on them, you know. I mean, there's still going to be uh, expenses incurred as a result of owning a building, but that's a lot better than oh, having to pay absolutely. a few million dollars for a building, right? Yeah. And, you know, the point there is uh, Gene Dub and uh, his family has been involved in these undertakings for many years, providing this sort of uh, low-cost housing and developing buildings specifically for that. This one will house... Uh, and high-end buildings, too. Really that, nice ones, yeah. too, yeah. I mean, you got to remember, he was the architect of City Hall. That's right. 18 uh, studio one- and one-bedroom apartments. Uh, the lobby will have retail space, not necessarily... The, the objective there, not necessarily for the tenants to be able to shop, but actually for the tenants to be able to work. To work there. And there'll be outreach uh, mm-hmm. facilities available in the lobby as well to help these women. Because what tends to happen is it's... Uh, cyclical, these women uh, who are pregnant and homeless, their children, once born, are typically taken away from them, and then they go into the system and create another burden or another, um, you know, 
I don't want to, uh, burden sounds awful when you're talking about children, but I mean, it just, you know, it costs money to take care of these sort of situations. So yeah, this is just fabulous. I mean, when you think about, you do your taxes and you add up what your charitable donations are and you go, hey, you know what? I gave over $2,000 last year. Yeah, I gave a building. Okay, you win. Oh my goodness. So yeah. Tip of the hat. Tip of the hat. Tip of the hat. Great to see. Can I just, sorry, I got to go back to that that tape just for one moment. I've got to do a, a presentation coming up, not uh, in, well, next month, uh, doing some media training with some some folks. I need to take that <laughs> and say, because it's going, that, that, that piece of, um, that exchange is mm-hmm. going to go into many, many, many presentations about how to not handle the media. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the media, it's good to have the media as your friend. Uh, speaking of that, before we take uh, our news break, I don't want to identify who this is uh, or what organization it is, uh, but uh, that just reminded me when you said that. I got two emails about 60 seconds apart this morning, and they were very similarly titled from the same person. Mm. And uh, one was, and it wasn't a scam, one was that for individuals who are organizing events, festivals, um, you know, whatever, big productions, that there's a, a really worthwhile seminar coming up in our city, which I know all about. It costs about $250 a person, a great investment. It'll it'll help you if you're new to organizing festivals, or even if you're old, to give you new ideas, right? So there was that, and I was like, oh, I might get the festival to pay for Carol to go to that, right? Yeah. And then, because it's during the day, so I can't do it. I have to take two days off work. The next email was inviting me to speak at it. <laughs> I was like, hey, would you like to buy a ticket to this? And then the next email was, would you be interested in... Hmm. Uh, no. Do I get half price tickets? The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.